0: Hi, my house had some water damage and I need to know it's covered. No, we don't have any furs or pewter dishware. No gravestones either. Look, we have normal stuff, like from this century. Don't find out your home insurance is outdated after it's too late. Hippo includes more coverage for the things you have today, like computers. Um, it's like a typewriter with a screen. And Hippo can cost up to 25% less. Visit myhippo.com to get a quote in 60 seconds. Hippo is a licensed property casualty insurance agent with products underwritten by various insurance companies. Covered subject to underwriting qualifications. Savings vary. Hello and welcome into to a new edition of the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast. I am your host, TJ McBride of Mile High Sports. You can find all of the Nuggets content at Mile High Sports over at milehighsports.com under that Nuggets tab, including all of the stuff that I post. Um, but we're going to dive into a little bit of a different topic. Normally, these podcasts are more game recaps and things along that nature. But I want to talk specifically about the bench today. Uh, that is probably the bench units probably been the Nuggets greatest weapon of the season so far other than their defense. And it's it's very interesting because for the past few years, their bench has been their weakest point. It's been the spot where the starters come in, they get a big lead, the bench then replaces them and just loses all momentum immediately. That has completely changed this year. And I want to get into the reasons why I want to go player by player and actually talk about what each of the most contributing reserves have been able to do to provide to this Nuggets team so far so I'm gonna talk about Monte Morris individually Mason Plumley, Trey Lyles and Malik Beasley I'm um, also talk about Tori Craig and Wancho Hernan Gomez together actually because I think they're more of a platoon more so than individual assets at this point or when the Nuggets are healthy um, I'm gonna talk about how Jamal Murray being staggered with the bench unit's actually a very good look for the Nuggets as well as I guess, the most used bench lineup and why they're able to put up such great numbers. Um, To finish out the podcast, I'll end up hitting on what I think the rotation will look like when everybody is healthy and who ends up falling out of the rotation, how Malone is going to manage that decision-making process, and how tough it will be to decide who sits and who does not and how he's going to go about that process. But we're going to get into all of those things after I give you a quick word from our sponsors over at Terrapin Care Station. So to start out, I want to just kind of hit each player that has been impactful off the bench individually, and I want to start this out with Monte Morris because there's really been nobody who has taken a hold of this bench unit and helped it be as dominant as it has been other than Monte Morris. So on the season so far, he's averaging 8.7 points, 2.6 rebounds, 4.2 assists, 1 steal, and only .3 turnovers per game. He's shooting 45.3% from the floor, but 40.5% from 3, which is a very big deal. He's been a strong 3-point shooter throughout college, but he had to kind of remake his shot to be able to get it out to the NBA 3-point line, and he worked very hard this past offseason getting his three-point shot to where it is and now he can actually be able to play with Jamal Murray or other ball handlers because he's able to knock down those shots. Um his advanced stats, he's putting up a 109.8 offensive rating and a 100.9 defensive rating which is a plus 9 net rating overall which is just phenomenal. Um <coughs> oh, sorry uh, in my opinion, he has been the, the Nuggets X-Factor so far this year because he has really been, I think, the reason that this Nuggets bench unit has been resurrected from what they used to be. Um, the biggest difference, really, with this Nuggets bench unit has been that they have a legitimate backup point guard now in Monte Morris. Last year, it was Emmanuel Moutier for the first half of the year who was just, let's be honest, he was terrible Um for most of the year in almost every single way he was turning the ball over he wasn't able to create for others his shot was not good it just overall he was not a helpful player and then for the second half of the year after the Nuggets traded Emmanuel Moody to the Knicks they brought Devin Harrison from Dallas in a three-team trade. And while Devin Harris wasn't bad, he also just isn't a point guard. So he was not in a position to where he could just run a backup unit without having any kind of worries because he was playing out of position. Now, jump ahead to this year, and they have Monte Morris in that role. And he is a mistake-free basketball player, which is probably the most important part of his role Um, so he averages the least amount of turnovers of any player on the Nuggets team that's played at least five minutes a game he's only averaging 0.3 turnovers in 23.9 minutes a game that's just an absurd low rate like he is not making any mistakes and the majority of his turnovers this year have been very questionable uh, traveling calls which I find very very interesting so if he's not getting those traveling calls that number would be significantly lower which is wild to me. But that brand of playing mistake-free basketball is what has really allowed this Nuggets bench unit not only to hold on to leads, but to extend those leads out. Last year, with Emmanuel Moutier and Devin Harris as the backup ball handlers for the Nuggets, they were turning, they were having significantly more live ball turnovers in addition to not being able to convert on the offensive end of the floor. When you have those two issues compounding each other, there's no chance for that bench unit to be a net positive, let alone extend leads for you when you need them to. So. To have Monte Morris, who leads or I believe is second overall in assist to turnover ratio in the NBA for players who are playing at least 20 minutes a game. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He leads the league in assist to turnover ratio for players who play at least 20 minutes a night. Um That is going to allow this Nuggets bench unit to play at a much more optimal level than they would otherwise. I mean, eight assists to one turnover is absurd, and it's on pace to be, I believe, the greatest assist-to-turnover ratio in NBA history as long as he continues playing at least 20 minutes a night. So overall, his ability to play mistake-free basketball has been a massive improvement for this Nuggets team. And again, his scoring has been much better than was originally expected as well. He's able to hit 40.5% of his threes, which is second on the Nuggets team for people who have played at least seven games. So that's not including Tyler Lydon or Will Barton. Um, In addition to being able to hit threes though, his scoring at the rim has been very good as well. He's hitting 56.8% of his shots at the rim. And for a guard who doesn't have a whole lot of size and is it still essentially a rookie that's really impressive most point guards that are this young and inexperienced and NBA level, they struggle to score at the rim and they struggle with turnovers. That has been the exact opposite with Monte Morris, which I think is the most surprising part of his ascension within this Nuggets organization. And on top of that, his defense has been great. He's those, he's posting the third best individual uh, defensive rating among the Nuggets rotation players at 100.9. He's been really good on both ends and he's been the main reason why this Nuggets bench unit has been such a force to be reckoned with uh, throughout the first 22 games of this season. The next player I want to get to is Mason Plumley, the pick and roll partner with Monte Morris. So Mason Plumley is averaging seven points, five point two rebounds, one point nine assists, one point one steals, just a hair under one block and only one point three turnovers a game. He's shooting sixty one and a half percent from the field, which is the thirteenth best field goal percentage in the entire league. Um He's posting a 105.6 offensive rating and a 94.7 defensive rating. That makes him overall a plus 10.9 net rating as an individual player, which is just a ridiculous number. And that 94.7 defensive rating of players are among in the NBA who have played three or more games, Mason Plumlee is second in individual defensive rating in the entire league at 94.7. That's insane. His defense has been phenomenal, and that's really where the conversation should start. He's defended all positions at different points this year, and... Michael Malone even brought up today at practice that he'll he's put him on Giannis, he's put him on LeBron, he's put him on some of the best players in the league because he's able to move his feet on the perimeter, his rim protection's been great, and positionally he's been a phenomenal defender. And it's not just his defense, his offense has been hyper-efficient. Like I said, 61.4% shooting from the field, but he's also facilitating very well, averaging almost 2 assists per game in limited minutes. Um, he's been a lob threat all year. I mean, that's probably been one of the most... I guess surprising developments in his game is that last year he struggled athletically because he because of that hernia that he was playing with for most of the year. Now that he's healthy, he has been a big vertical spacer for that Nuggets bench unit, and he's getting lobs all the time. And because of his ability to be such a good rim rolling big, him and Monte Morris have developed a ton of pick and roll chemistry to where he's able to set great screens to provide the spacing for Monte Morris to get off good passes or good looks for himself itself and having that chemistry between Mason Plumley and Monte Morris it has opened up this Nuggets bench unit quite a bit because you have to account for them so much which has allowed guys like Malik Beasley or Wancho Hernan Gomez or Torrey Craig to be able to get some shots to fall from outside more so Wancho and Malik but still I mean having having the floor spacing the way that it is with the pick and roll threat of Monte Morris and Mason Plumley has been great Overall, Mason Plumley's just filled in every gap for Denver this year. He does all the dirty work for him. He's always going for 50-50 balls. He's always playing great positional defense. He's always He probably has a lot of hockey assists where he's just keeping the ball moving and it leads to a bucket, but not enough great things can be said about Mason Plumley, which is why Malone has been preaching that he should be in the conversation for sixth man of the year, and it's why Nikola Jokic called him the most underrated player in all of basketball. The next player that we have to talk about has to be Trey Lyles because... Overall, Trey Lyles has probably put up the most counting stats for this Nuggets bench unit all year. Um, When they need someone to produce and put up points and grab rebounds when they need it and do all kinds of different things, Trey Lyles has been the guy. Um, Overall, he's averaging 10.7 points a game, 4.7 rebounds, and and 1.5 assists. He's shooting 45% from the field, but only 25.8% from three-point distance. Um, He has 108.1 offensive rating, 101 defensive rating for an overall plus 7.5 point one net rating the biggest storyline with trey is that he's been able to produce even though his three-point shot has yet to start falling he is too much of a natural shooter for his shot to continually not fall in the way that it has if his three start to fall this nugget's bench unit is going to go to an even more insane level of production because they're missing out on probably man 3 or 4 points a night at the minimum from Trey Lyles and when his if his three point shot does start to fall the rest of the floor is going to continually open up even more which will make the and roll game between monte morris and mason plumley even better which will open up the door for backdoor cutters for trey Lyles and mason plumley to hit from the post and all kinds of other things like that once you have the paint that much more open and it allows guys like malik beasley to attack closeouts and get into the paint and finish with power above the rim when and you know use the athleticism that the nuggets have um But other than just his three-point shot not falling, he's still finding ways to produce in a big way. Um, Trey Lyles is probably one of the best players in the NBA at just punishing mismatches in the post. Whenever he gets a smaller guy on him, it may not look pretty, but he pretty much always finds a way to get a bucket or at least draw a foul out of the situation. Uh, He also keeps the ball moving on the perimeter. He doesn't stick in his hands necessarily, but when the Nuggets need a bucket, they can still get him the ball on the post and let him go to work. And the part of his game that's my favorite is that he attacks the rim off the balance very, very well. Um, he's not a guy who's scared to put the ball on the deck and start creating off the dribble because he has the passing instincts. He has the vision. He has the touch as a scorer around the rim and he has the, the, the fluidity of, of an, of being an athlete to be able to attack with a dribble like that. Um, In addition to being good offensively, he's been very good defensively. Synergy has him ranked as an 88th percentile as a defender, which means he's in the top 12% of all defenders in the NBA. Um, He's been great defending in the post. He's really stymied a lot of guys. And where he's been really good is attacking spot-up shooters and running three-point shooters off the line. Um, He has played with a lot of energy on defense, and that's been a very, very big deal because... This Nuggets unit as a whole, this bench unit, they, they're all putting up defensive ratings right around 100, which is as good as you can hope for, especially from a bench unit like this. All right, let's keep on moving forward with the rest of these player analysis. Um, The next player is Malik Beasley off the bench unit. Malik is averaging 7.3 points and 2.3 rebounds in about 18.5 minutes per game, shooting 46.3% from the field and 36.8% from three. He has 105.9 offensive rating, 100.1 defensive rating, and a plus 5.8 net rating. The biggest thing with Malik Beasley is that the game has finally slowed down for him, and he's no longer forcing anything. I mean, if you go back and look at both of his performances at Summer League, it's so clear that he was just feeling like he had to force every action that came his way. Now he's letting the offense come to him. He's not dribbling nearly as much. He's making much quicker decisions. I think it, it honestly looks like he's retrained his instincts. He's no longer feeling like he has to be the guy or make the play or go force anything. Now he's just filling a certain and particular role that helps his team in the best way possible. So now he's stepping into threes immediately when he's wide open. He's attacking cl- closeouts when like, instinctually when guys close out too hard. He's passing quickly when no good shot exists. He overall as a player, has really just kind of... He's found his niche within this offense and he's comfortable with it. And because of that comfort, because of of just his level of confidence now... That swag, that confidence, that just a little bit extra flair to his game, like it's just way higher than it once was. And that's why you see him stepping into three-pointers with LeBron in his face and nailing these shots without any worry. It's why he's all of a sudden willing to take these wide-open threes whenever they come his way. In addition, offensively, he's accepting the challenge of defending whoever is in front of him. The energy that he is playing with is just... It's contagious, and we, we haven't seen it from Malik in this way, in this very fluid and organic and productive way. He just looks like a completely different player, and his emergence has been massive for the Nuggets, because with Will Barton injured, with Gary Harris injured, with Isaiah Thomas injured, they needed somebody to step up, and Malik Beasley so far has been that guy, and there's not enough good things to say about his play so far this year. It's been very, very great to see him grow so much as a player and finally supplant himself as not just a legitimate NBA player but as a as a locked in rotation player he is that talented he is that good and the Nuggets are going to have a hard decision to make with him when it starts coming around to his contract because (laughs) there might be some discrepancy in what he feels like he wants what the Nuggets want to are able to give him but overall Malik has been great and I can't say enough good things about his his progression as a player. The next two guys I want to talk about, I'm going to do in tandem because I think that they're kind of platooned that way in the rotation. Um... At least, with, at least if everybody was healthy, they would be platooned in the rotation in this way. Uh, Torrey Craig and Wancho Hernangum as are the next two guys I'm going to talk about. So Torrey's averaging 3.7 points, 3.7 rebounds while shooting 38% from the field and just 16.5% from three. Um, Wancho, on the other hand, is averaging 9 points a game and 5.2 rebounds a game while shooting 48.5% from the field and a team-high 44.4% from three-point distance. Uh, Torrey Craig has an even zero net rating while Wancho has a plus 8.2 net rating their defensive ratings are virtually identical it's the big jump offensively that gives wancho the edge and net rating um pretty much put to play it out simply tory craig provides a lot of defense and wancho provides a lot of offense when michael malone needs one or the other, he's able to insert either one of those guys into the rotation, or both of them. With Gary Harris and Will Barton hurt, he's been starting Tory Craig and Wancho Hernan Gomez together, which has actually been a very good look, I think, overall. I've liked what I've seen from them paired together, and they've played well together so far, at least in the past two games when they've done so, but it's going to be interesting to see if Michael Malone literally is just going to decide which of these two players he's going to play each night, depending on what they need more in the matchup. So, you know, if you're facing a lot bigger, stronger, more athletic offensive bench unit, I think you're going to see Michael Malone go with Torrey Craig, but if there's a matchup that they can exploit or they need a little bit more of a pop off the bench or more spacing, Wancho makes a lot of sense. Um, Wancho Hernan Gomez is probably going to continue starting, though, until Will Barton is healthy, but he is a bench player when everybody is healthy on this Nuggets roster. So it's gonna be interesting to see how Michael Malone is able to use those two players. I have a feeling he'll use them like almost like a baseball manager would where if you're up against a lefty pitcher or a righty pitcher, he has a you know, a couple outfielders platooned for that for that, you know, situation. I think Michael Malone can you can use Wancho and Tory Craig in a very similar fashion and it'll be interesting to see if he actually goes that route or not. Now that we've talked about each player on the reserve unit individually, there is one other point that I wanted to make that goes beyond just the typical bench unit players. And it's the fact that Michael Malone has gone to a rotation in which he staggers Jamal Murray to where he plays with the bench unit quite a bit. And I personally love this look because I think that it allows Jamal Murray to play in the way that he wants to play. So first of all, Jamal Murray gets to be the guy on the floor. He is the focal point. He is the best player. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about that. He is the most talented player on the floor when he's with the bench. In addition to that, Adamadas has pointed this out before. I think Jamal Murray just functions better within a more traditional lineup. When you have Nikola Jokic and Paul Millsap as your main creators for your starting lineup, and you have Will Barton, who is basically playing small forward but acts as a point guard, and then you have Gary Harris and Jamal Murray playing in a less traditional fashion as just off ball finishers as guard, it's just a very different, unique kind of a lineup that kind of. It, it may just make Jamal not uncomfortable, but it's a very different look. When Jamal plays with the bench unit, he's playing with a very strong screen setter in Mason Plumley, a legit floor general type point guard in Monte Morris. He has more traditional wings, whether it's Wancho Hernan Gomez, Malik Beasley, or Tory Craig. And he's able to play shooting guard as opposed to a strict point guard role. And when he gets to do that, even if he is playing point guard, having Mason Plumlee setting stronger screens and just rolling to the rim gives Jamal more space to work with. Having more traditional wings who are strictly off-ball players allows Jamal to play with the ball in his hands more often. And then having Monte Morris take away some of the ball-handling pressure allows him to play in more of an off-ball role. I think that's why you see Jamal Murray look so good with that bench unit and i think it's gonna be something that we see a lot more often that's pretty much all the players that i wanted to hit on that are at least involved in the bench unit if not strictly reserves um I was looking at some lineup data, and the most used bench lineup is actually the third most minutes played for a five-man lineup for the Nuggets, and that lineup consists of what I was talking about with Jamal Murray in the bench unit. So it's Jamal Murray and Malik Beasley or sorry, Monte Morris and Jamal Murray as the backcourt, Mason Plumlee and Trey Lyles as your frontcourt, and Malik Beasley as the small forward. So that group has played about 118 minutes together. And they have a 112.7 offensive rating and a 100 defensive rating. That's good for plus 12.7. That's that's a decimating number. That is a number, that plus 12.7 net rating for a bench lineup, that is just... That's a group that can come out and just eviscerate their opponents, and that's why the Nuggets have been able to win a lot of close games or win games in which their starters did not play well. That bench unit has been phenomenal, and Jamal Murray is able to play strictly off-ball. Malik Beasley is just a energizer bunny. Monte Morris is playing mistake-free basketball. Trey Lyles is punishing mismatches if they exist, and Mason Plumley is filling in every little crack or crevice that may exist beyond them. And defensively, They've been great. I mean, a 100 defensive rating is ridiculous, and it's even more impressive that they're able to do that with a Monte Morris-Jamal Murray backcourt it's not a very big backcourt it's not a backcourt that you would anticipate being able to slow down opposing teams but they absolutely have so far and it's been very impressive to see that and you got to give a lot of these wins a lot of that credit has to go to that bench lineup that they play it's the one they use the most by far and it's the one i like the most and i like that malone is using more of a nine-man rotation and getting jamal murray time with the bench And it's looked very, very good so far, and I can't wait to see more of it. I think that that unit is going to be able to continue to produce at an extremely high level for the rest of the year. I don't think this is a flash in a pan. I don't think this is anything other than the fact that that bench unit is very, very strong, and they have great chemistry together, and they just fit well. It's it's, it's like a puzzle, and they fit perfectly. And I think that it's going to be a big part of the Nuggets Um, weapons looking down the line is going to be that bench unit because they're going to be able to kill a lot of uh, opponents who just don't have the same depth that Denver does. The big question, though, that everybody keeps asking is, what is the rotation going to look like when everybody's healthy? Because, sure, it's easy to get enough minutes for everybody when you're missing five players, but once you get Will Barton, Isaiah Thomas, and Gary Harris back in the rotation – it's going to be tough and there's going to be a lot of of you know really hard decisions to make for Michael Malone. So let's just let's just play the game where Isaiah Thomas, Gary Harris and Will Barton are back. So that makes the starting lineup Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Will Barton, Paul Millsap, Nikola Jokic. When you start talking about the bench unit you can't really take Monte Morris out of this rotation at this point. He's been too good. He's too helpful. So I think what you have to do is you just play Monte Morris and Isaiah Thomas together, and the Nuggets just have to have four actual guards in their rotation, and then Will Barton is even classified as a wing. So if you wanted to, you can make the argument that they're going to play five guards in their rotation at that point. So if they're going to do that, you're going to see a lot of three-guard lineups. You're going to see a lot of Monte Morris, with Isaiah Thomas or Jamal Murray with Isaiah Thomas or Monte Morris or even a three-guard lineup where you see Monte Isaiah and Gary Harris together or Monte Isaiah and Jamal together These are going to have to be very interchangeable pieces to keep the chemistry where it is The other big question that they're gonna have is going to be who gets that last wing spot because Michael Malone is not gonna play a rotation beyond ten players So if that is the case, that means only one of Malik Beasley, Torrey Craig, or Wancho Hernan Gomez is going to get those minutes as the 10th man off the bench. So in my opinion, I think Malik Beasley makes the most sense. He kind of cuts the difference between Wancho and Torrey. Like I talked about of them being kind of platoon wings, Wancho is strictly offense and Torrey is strictly defense. They can both do a little bit on the opposite end of the ball, but they're not known for that. Malik Beasley can can play high end defense, can knock down open shots, can attack closeouts, can do a little bit of each on offense and defense. I think Beasley would get that spot in the rotation. I don't see the Nuggets limiting Lyles or Plumlee's minutes in order to accommodate... Either one of those other wings to be in the rotation. It doesn't make any sense for me. And it's going to be a very difficult thing for the Nuggets to figure out. And it's going to be very hard for Michael Malone to figure out because he's going to have to cut, or, you know remove people from the lineup that not only that he trusts but that have played well and have earned minutes in that rotation it's just one of those things to where monte morris has been too good to remove you have to play isaiah thomas if he's healthy and beyond that there's just one spot left at that point and even that one spot even that malik beasley role as the you know the 10th player overall in the rotation you're only going to see seven eight minutes of them a night they're just not going to be very much room for them Thank you, everybody, again, for listening. I appreciate it so much. We've been getting a lot of good feedback from people. It's been great to be able to have this kind of interaction with fans and people enjoying the podcast. I mean, it makes me feel great. Mile High Sports loves the fact that the fans are enjoying it as well. And it's just really cool to see how everything is kind of developing right now for the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you guys so much for interacting, for following along, for subscribing, for telling your friends, for sharing it on Twitter, the whole nine. Also, I want to give another shout out to the Regulators Group, man. The Regulators Production Group with the beats are just coming through clutch again. I love the intro and outro. I love the fact that we have an intro after um, doing the advertising read. I love the way the podcast is finally coming together and starting to sound. I think it's great, and they deserve a lot of credit for making this podcast what it is, because it wouldn't sound nearly as good or professional without them. So go check out the Regulators Production Crew on Instagram. They're great. Um, Go follow Rod Simba. It's R-O-D-S-Y-M-B-A on Instagram. The guys are awesome. And they definitely deserve some love from you guys as well. Also go check out Terrapin care station, the sponsor of this show for all of your cannabis needs. They do great work. They're great people. You can be in and out quickly. You can have a parking spot. It's very simple and easy process to get your cannabis goods at a very discreet and easy location to get what you're looking for. Um, but again, thank you guys so much. Please go rate this podcast, leave a review, share it on all social media platforms. If you feel so obliged, um, Subscribe to the podcast. Unsubscribe. Resubscribe. Do that 30 times if you want to. Every single time that someone clicks subscribe, whether they were subscribed before or not, it just does nothing but help my numbers. And that in turn allows me to get a little bit more ability to make this podcast better and better and better. But overall, again, thank you guys for listening. Um, Enjoy the Portland Trailblazers game because I have a feeling you'll be listening to this podcast before that game. And we'll have another podcast coming out shortly after the Portland game ends with a recap of that game. But until then, keep it locked to Mile High Sports for all of the information that you may be looking for about the Nuggets or any other Colorado sport for that matter. Follow me at TJ NBA, and we will talk to you guys soon. really see europe go when others don't and fly there with Lingus. our european sale is full of amazing off-season deals to over 20 european cities like paris london amsterdam and dublin book today at airlingus.com hi my house had some water damage and i need to know what's covered no, we don't have any furs or pewter dishware. No gravestones either. Look, we have normal stuff, like from this century. Don't find out your home insurance is outdated after it's too late. Hippo includes more coverage for the things you have today, like computers. Um, uh, it's like a typewriter with a screen. And Hippo can cost up to 25% less. Visit myhippo.com to get a quote in 60 seconds. Hippo is a licensed property casualty insurance agent with products underwritten by various insurance companies. Covered subject to underwriting qualifications. Savings vary.